Stevie Milhausen here, Walkway to Fight Club, also combat sports reporter for DAZN. Happy Friday, April 9th, 2021. We're gonna do something different and unique today. Well, first, before we even before I reveal the big surprises, um, just want to thank everyone that's been listening. Listen to the Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Rock WrestleMania 17 watch along. More successful than I thought they would be. That was a ton of fun. So I want to thank everyone that listened. Thank you so much. It means a ton. More than you guys will ever understand. I want to thank all the fans. Places you guys listen is just quite amazing. From the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you. Me and Daryl are so appreciative. It means so much. It means more than you know to me. Just because... Started and restarted this podcast from chicken chicken scratch, and now it's it's moving up, getting pretty popular in the UK, here in the states, India, a lot of cool places that I never thought this podcast would see the light of day. So I'm very proud of that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. But the hits keep on coming. It's been a hard week, but we're. On the home stretch, not the home stretch, but out of the woods. So now we're rocking and rolling, juking and jiving. A lot of content coming in the next, probably the next week. It starts now. I'm going to release two separate podcasts here in a matter of moments. The first one, and it'll be this one right here, will be with Drew McIntyre. Is he opens, and it's just been confirmed. I wanted to wait a little bit, too, to see if WWE would announce it, but WWE has confirmed Drew McIntyre will open WrestleMania 37 night one coming up on Saturday night from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. You can catch it on Peacock exclusively in the United States and elsewhere around the world. You can watch it on the WWE Network. I just got Peacock. I started watching it. I watched night two of TakeOver, staying and deliver last night. And congratulations, the previous guest on the podcast, Karrion Cross, as he became a two-time NXT Heavyweight Champion, defeating Finn Balor. And also, another former guest on the podcast, Adam Cole, a hell of a match in the main event. With, came up short against Kyle O'Reilly, but definitely one of the best matches of the year. But WWE did make it official moments ago. Drew McIntyre getting what he wanted to open the show and facing Lashley for the WWE Championship. And what will be closing the show, very monumental night one. Sasha Banks defends the SmackDown Women's title against Bianca Belair. History in the making as it will be the first time ever two African-American women will be headlining WrestleMania. That is pretty cool. I got goosebumps right now. I I literally do. It's freaking awesome. It is fantastic. I'm really, really, really looking forward to that. I think it's going to a very monumental event will be occurring tomorrow night from Raymond James Stadium out in Tampa, Florida. Don't forget. I should have said this a while ago, but for everyone, we were talking about everyone listening and stuff along that nature. Rate, review, subscribe. It's simple. Apple, Google. Google Play, Spotify, all your favorite podcasting platforms. Enjoy. It's a ton of fun. 
it means a lot rate review subscribe i don't care if the comments suck please leave a comment and it helps us move up and this podcast move up in the rankings a lot of big deals in the works guys well, the big things are popping here for the walkway to fight club so i want you guys to be along for the ride but enough of me talking right now here is the man who will open wrestlemania 37 tomorrow on saturday night from raymond james stadium out in tampa florida as he challenges Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Here is the great Drew McIntyre. You know, we'll get right into it, Drew. And we talked one year ago, and you were in the challenger position again. And now once again, heading into WrestleMania 37. This coming, you're wrestling on Saturday night from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Exclusively in the United States on Peacock. And elsewhere around the world on the WWE Network. And how do you compare, Drew, one year ago one year ago to the WrestleMania week to this current WrestleMania week? Um, I mean, aside the, the obvious of uh, having fans back, uh, for me personally, um, a year ago, um, I was really on the upswing uh, the final pieces of Drew's puzzle were coming together. I was finally, you know, being myself from a personality standpoint and finding exactly who I was going to be to make it to that top, top level and making that connection with the fans and uh, getting some incredible responses until, obviously, we lost them for the past year. And at WrestleMania itself, the ultimate challenge to put myself on top of the mountain was defeating one of the most unique and biggest superstars we've ever had in this industry, Brock Lesnar. And that journey beating Brock and put me on top within the past year. And it was up to you know me to stay on top. It's one thing to get to the top of the mountain is a whole other ballgame to stay on top. So throughout the past year, I've just been really building that confidence um, in myself at being not just one of the, the superstars, but the top superstar inside the ring, outside the ring, representing the company and media. And this year, you know, I feel very, very confident in my ability. I feel so fortunate. That I'm able to represent WWE in so many ways, and I'm excited that I get the opportunity once again going in as the challenger at WrestleMania in my American hometown at Raymond James Stadium with fans returning. This again, someone like Lashley, who much like myself last year, is putting those final pieces together to reach his full potential. You know, I know you. I seen some. I watched a couple interviews you did, you know, in the last week, and I was watching one, and I was doing dishes about an hour ago, and. I have to ask you about Rocky. If they have to ask you about what's your favorite Rocky movie, Drew? Because it seems like from that video I saw on social media, it seems like you're a big Rocky Four guy. Does anybody not say Rocky Four? Like Rocky Four is so like unbelievable. I love all the Rocky movies are unbelievable. Um, like I love the Rocky story so much, and I relate to it um, so much, and. It was pretty cool, you know, WWE, um, you know, took that footage that I'd recorded, just sent across and made a little video out of it. And it's interesting that my journey has come so full circle that once upon a time, I did train in a cold garage in Scotland from age 15 to about age 19. And uh, fast forward to 35-year-old WWE superstar living his dream fighting for the title, and I've been training in my garage once again, except this time, instead of the freezing cold of Scotland, it's the blistering heat of florida <laughs> uh, but yeah that, that that 
Rocky story, especially Rocky Four. Um, you know, I wouldn't want it to be Rocky Three where I've lost the eye of the tiger and Clubber Lang's about to take me down. So <laughs> Rocky Four <laughs> with Ivan Drago and like Lashley is just an absolute machine, an absolute beast in every way. And he does train at the top facilities. He does, you know, spar with some of the top UFC fighters in the world. Like he really does train like an Ivan Drago while I do train in solitude like a Rocky and, and go out in the streets and I jog once again you'll find Drew running up down the roads of Florida just like Rocky. Now Drew we gotta get we gotta see some videos of this list this week leading up to the big match on Saturday. You can't leave us hanging now. Well, I've been taking the footage. It's up to WWE what they do with it. You know, I'll film myself, I'll have my wife you know, take some videos of me um, in my training, and it's all very basic. I don't do anything crazy outside the box. I don't change my training for WrestleMania like a lot of superstars do. Like I mentioned in the video, it's day one as far as I'm concerned. Every day, why would I train any harder for one event, even if it's WrestleMania? I want to be the best I can be, look the best I can look, and perform the best I can all year round and be consistent. That's what it's all about um, as far as I'm concerned. And I think it's really cool that we actually got the footage of me cleaning out um, the closet. I'm in the, my office right now. And the like, closet beside me is empty. It's unbelievable. It was so full of stuff from the past 13 years. So much memorabilia, and I found so many things. If you check out that video online, I'm not sure if you've seen it yourself. Yeah, just finding old WWE memorabilia, my first WWE contract, my Florida Championship Wrestling notebook, where I wrote promos for Dusty Rhodes promo class. Just finding so many cool tidbits you can see on that video online. What's the, did you throw anything from that away, or did did you are you like you know like my wife Drew and keep just about everything? I mean, if you ask my wife, you'd think I'm a big hoarder. Like I don't think I keep, <laughs> I don't think I keep everything. I feel like I keep the important things, which yeah. can be a lot of things. I didn't realize how much I kept because I don't keep as much merchandise as I probably should. And uh, I remember Randy Orton telling me. You know, when you get the chance, just save a little bit from each match. You'll really, you know, be thankful one day when you kind of start looking back. And this is about the time that I have started looking back, and I'm grateful for everything that I have saved. And during this particular run, you know, I save a little thing here, a little thing there. Like when I cut the chain off for the Hell in the Cell to go in and get Randy, I kept part of the chain, I've kept part of tables, and I write little notes on it, like what event that it's from. And I have started doing that on the advice of Randy. But I guess subconsciously I was doing it because, according to my wife, I'm a, a big hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> so is mine, Drew. So I'm not. I'm not really. My wife definitely is, and I, I could definitely understand that whole situation. And you know, and you talked oh, about. One. <laughs> <laughs> there's always like one. Is laughing here, like it's, it's in the video, but like there's one that's like so ridiculous, it's unbelievable. I'm laughing as I take out on the video, um, but it's a it's a nightclub pass from a nightclub when I was at university when I was 18 years old. The, the nightclub burned down in 2003 oh, wow. 2004 and I have a pass from that nightclub still to this day so maybe I did need to take a long hard look at myself how was the 18 year old Drew Galloway in the nightclub at that time um mental <laughs> been, yeah pretty mental and like it was the first time like I kind of I lived away from home very briefly I uh, grew up in Air Scotland started wrestling at 15 was in school the whole time went to university in Glasgow and lived away from home for about six months and realized that maybe it's not the best thing I live away from home I need some structure you know I'm so close to the nightclubs the bars that's that kind of scene at university so if I, I realized if I want to succeed in this whole wrestling thing let's let's go back home Let's make sure we stick hard, uh, sticking at the studies, limit the nights out, and focus on uh, the WWE dream. Thankfully, that worked out. You brought up 
the party scene a little bit, so I have to ask you because I was thinking of I was thinking about this last night when I was watching Raw, and I had a Guinness right next to me. And are you a are you a Guinness guy, Drew, or an Irish whiskey guy? Uh, these days, I'm more of an O'Doul's kind of guy. Oh, but, uh, over the years, um, yeah, I mean, like, I, like I kind of kind of way back to, to zero these days. But over the years, like certainly Guinness and. Um, yeah, like whiskey now and again. Uh, being Scottish it has a weird effect on us where it makes us completely insane. So <laughs> Limit it over the years. And like Guinness-wise, once you've tried it in Ireland, it's hard to drink it anywhere else across the world. Oh, yeah. It tastes so much better over there. But yeah, these days, you catch me with a modules. Hey, there ain't nothing wrong with that, my friend. My wife drinks it too, so you, there is nothing wrong with that. You talked earlier, Drew, about, you know... We're talking about memorabilia and keeping stuff from the past, and you're keeping little talking to Rainy, doing keeping little things here and there. And how do you view the last year for yourself? Because you look at you know 2020, yeah, wasn't the greatest year we're, we can admit for the world. It wasn't a banner year, and it seems like things are there's a light at the end of the tunnel here as we're a third way into 2021. How do you view the last year for yourself? I'm very proud of the last year. Um, you know, I could say, obviously, I dreamed of winning the title at WrestleMania and getting that big reaction from 80,000 people and family, friends, wife all there. You know, that moment being um, in every highlight video for the rest of time and getting those reactions um, at every show afterwards and enjoying that um, period. But realistically, you know, we're in a time that nobody could possibly have predicted. And I was able to win the WWE Championship right at the height of everything going down when any, every other sport shut down and WWE decided we were going to push ahead and keep everyone entertained, keep everyone at a constant. And I was going to be the guy that represents the, for the company. And I was so grateful at that moment. Like, everything happens for a reason. My journey, all the, all the lessons I learned prepared me to see. This is a challenge. Let's figure out how we're because they're going through some crap right now that we all are and we want to put some smiles on their faces that's what we're all about we don't just say it we mean it especially over the past year and i'm so proud of everyone on our roster for just busting their butt of last year finding new ways to connect with the fans be on social media or like myself looking down the camera trying to make that contact that eye contact with everyone at home until we got our thunderdome and we could bring our fans back virtually and a lot of things hurt because without fans there live, that adrenaline going, you're wrestling Sheamus and you're getting smashed with a kendo stick. <laughs> possibly, possibly could swing it. <laughs> Maybe things like matches and things hurt a little more this year. But I was so proud of everything I've been able to do as a champion and stepping up for WWE and the fans, but also you know what all of our different rosters and our different shows have been able to do, just keeping everyone entertained. But I can't stress how much we've missed the fans, how much we're excited to have them back because there's no fans like WWE in the world. I only compare them to European soccer fans because that's the only fans I've ever seen that are as crazy and passionate as WWE fans. You're definitely not wrong on that one. And, you know, you look. I look at the last year, and, you you know, you've been on top of the mountain. And do you feel, you know, because like you said, some champions in the past hadn't been able to handle the pressure of being the world champion, being the top guy in the business, and... You know, how were you, you know, going through all these times, how were you able to stay so positive and not get yourself dejected? Because like you said, you didn't get that moment of 80,000 people that roar the crowd of you winning the title or when you regained the belt from Randy, you didn't get that big roar from whatever arena you guys would have been in that week for Raw. How big what of an adjustment was there for you knowing 
there was really no one in the arena except your peers and and the crew. How much of an adjustment was that for you personally? I mean, it was a big adjustment for me and everyone because we had to figure out different ways to do things. Specifically, when we had uh, no fans um, in the performance center. So, like I say, like I looked at it as okay, it's a challenge. How can we reach everyone? I'd watched a couple of the shows uh, that I hadn't been on and how people were approaching. I could see they were struggling. They were doing promos and talking to imaginary people. And I was like, no, this is not how we got to do it. But it's like a lot of our superstars just haven't had that experience outside the company or the years and reps that I've had. I was like, okay, I need to start leading by example as soon as I can. As soon as I was walking out to the ring in the Raw post-mania, I was playing around with the camera guys. I was playing around with the commentators. I was embracing my environment and trying not to pretend that there was a bunch of people there and just make it as comfortable for me as possible, which would make it as comfortable for the viewer as possible. And I started talking down the camera to everybody at home, trying to make that connection. And then I realized with the promos, I was like, okay, this is unique because usually our fans are screaming over the top of you, which is great. That's what WWE is all about. They're maybe cheering the bad guy, doing the good guy, like just reacting how they're going to react. It doesn't matter, but suddenly it's silence and all the attention's on you and there's no what chance, there's nothing. And I thought, wait a minute, if you know your character, if you're good at your job, this is like a play almost, like theater. Yeah. You're on stage and you have the chance to educate everybody exactly who your character is, what your storyline is on a very deep level and add so many layers to your character that you wouldn't be able to do in a stadium full of screaming people. So a lot of people took advantage of that, including Drew McIntyre, to let everybody in, to let them know who I am, and try and make that connection on a deeper level. So when everyone's back in the building, they're like, wow, I know Drew inside and out. I know like Sonya Deville was another one who really maximized that time, really built a character, let everyone in. <laughs> I got to know who she was. So it was all about that. It was just figuring out how do we do things? And you mentioned the pressure, and some people have not been able to you know, handle it in the past of being champion all the eyeballs on you, all the responsibility on you. Um, it's experience. It's just everything I've been through prepared me for everything. Nothing takes my eye off the prize. I've done this for a very long time. I know how to do my job. I do it to the best of my ability. And if the fans are digging it, that's cool. If they don't like it, that's cool too. You know, eventually, Big Drew's going to have a big heel turn. I can't wait for it. <laughs> but, oh, you're uh, already... Now, are you teasing a turn right here with the zone? Right now, Drew McIntyre, are you teasing a heel turn right now, my friend? I'm not saying, like, anytime soon, or <laughs> in the future, because realistically, what I'm doing is, like, as I say how Drew feels, and there is no real, like, faces and heels now, unless you're a Baron Corbin or whatever, I guess. Yeah. It's just however you are, and however your character's feeling, which is me, basically, in that particular situation. Some things I do could be portrayed as pretty heelish. If you look over the past year, some of the incidents, it's like, wow, that was... Was that a nice thing that Drew did? Like, last Monday when I stormed in the locker room and I kind of cut a promo on everyone to step up. That was great. You don't realize this is, Wrestle, this is WrestleMania. You know, it's like a lot of that stuff, you know, it's from a character standpoint, but also real Drew feels that way because of everything I've been through. And I try to let everyone know. It's like, come on, I know how you feel right now because I've been where you are right now. And I had to get fired, figure it out, work my butt off in every area before I realized this was on me. Please step up. That came from a real place. Everyone may not think that's a good guy thing to do. Like we brought in Heath, the dog brought back Heath to the show one time, and he said to me, "He's like, Drew, you're my buddy. You promised me a table show. It never happened. Yeah. If there was a bunch of people in the, a bunch of people in a stadium or an arena, they would have probably booed me at the building. But we had this unique environment <clears throat> where we were able to tell that story, where you saw a real human emotion. Like, wow, Drew's not like a Cena or whatever. He's not Superman. This guy's a Batman. He's flawed. He's just like us. He made a mistake. He's hurt his friend. And by the end of the show." We saw Keith and I go through the journey, get back together, have that moment we embraced at the end. We're back on the same page without the live audience there. 
bringing the crap out of me the whole time. We're able to tell those different kind of stories that we could not do with fans in the building. And again, I'm all about being the Batman, not being Superman. No one can relate to Superman. He's from a different planet. He's made of steel. He shoots lasers out of his eyes. It's really cool. You can't relate to that guy. Batman, flawed as hell. It's just like the real truth. <laughs> no, hey, you're not wrong on that. And a couple more questions, Drew, and thank you so much for the time today. It's greatly appreciated. You know, and you look at, you know, the British-Scottish scene right now in wrestling, it's pretty hot. You know, you look at yourself, you're in one of the big main events coming up this weekend. And I don't know if you've seen him, but I don't know if you follow other companies too much, but a fellow, you know, another Brit, Will Ospreay, won the IWGP World Heavyweight title. And he, you know, he mentioned your name in a match down the line he'd like to have with you and... Are you friends at all with Will? If you Are you familiar with Will's work? Yes, I am. I am very familiar. He's a very, very talented individual, and I'm very proud to see how far he's come and how far British wrestling has come. You know, from the day I was released from WWE, you know, I'm back to the UK, and I started seeing the level of talent we'd produced and how much things had changed since I was last there. I was blown away, and that's when we started getting the British invasion all across the different independent companies with... Um, you know, Will was one of them, and myself and a few other Brits started traveling the world, doing the PWGs and the likes. Um, myself and Will had a great match at Will Culture Pro Wrestling. You can check out on YouTube. And I'm very happy to see his success. I spoke to him privately. I saw him call me out. He called you out, Drew. I will not reply publicly. I'll just say I'm very happy for him. <laughs> I'll just check out that match. And he knows I would like take the back of my hand and smack him if it was in real life. <laughs> you know, you look at... You know, they, people talk about this forbidden door, you know, when WWE put out this video. I was golfing when this happened over the weekend with uh, Chris Jericho being on Steve Austin's show. And, you know, do you feel like, you know, this is going down the line and everything. But do you feel like we could see more stuff like that? Because it seems like the fans are really interested in wanting to see, like, people would want to see you and Will Ospreay, for an example. Or you and, uh, and like, a Kenny Omega or you and a Chris Jericho. Is it something you think that you, you that could ever happen down the line, in your opinion? If it makes the most sense from a business perspective, like anything's possible. That's what it really comes down to. Um, you know, Vincent Man is Vincent Man for a reason. Had all yes. the success he's had. <laughs> yes, sir. He always sees the bigger picture, and I find that all the time, even when I don't necessarily agree with him at the beginning. Down the line, I always go, "He was right. He's always right. How's this guy always right?" Like he always <laughs> sees the bigger picture. He'll always do what's best for business. That's not just a, a catchphrase from the show. And if it works for um, our company, their company, helps sports entertainment, wrestling as a whole, then it's absolutely going to happen. I have to ask you this because I watched the match right when you got when WWE announced you, you and Bobby would be facing off at WrestleMania. And I watched an old match you guys had at Impact, and I thought that match was absolutely fantastic. I hadn't seen it in such a long time. What's, in, this, in particular to you and Bobby, how do you feel like the both of you have grown from that point when you're fighting for the world title there to now fighting in one of the biggest matches of WrestleMania 37? Yeah, it's wild just to watch, you know, how far we've come. And I haven't watched a match in a while. I need to watch it back, see if I can get any ideas of how to mess up Bobby at WrestleMania. There you go. But I think for both of us, you know, at that point, if he asked us, we'd be like, yeah, this is his good as we're going to get we've totally reached our potential and then to watch the journeys we've kind of came on and know how i feel these days and i'm sure in a few years from now i'll be able to say man i look back at 2021 and i realize i had so much further to go 
but right now I feel like, you know, I'm where I need to be. I'm fully confident in my ability in every single way, looking the part, feeling the part, being the part, I'm the part. And for Lashley, I feel like that's the case for himself as well. Like for Lashley, just something wasn't quite there, much like myself last year at WrestleMania. You put MVP and Lashley together and boom, oh my goodness, why didn't we do this sooner? You've got badass Don King, Mike Tyson combination going on. Lashley is, you know, saying what he has to say, but keeping it to a minimum. MVP, unbelievable spokesperson for him. And Lashley is just the absolute killer that he is now into it get both of us on our unique journeys to be in the WWE title match at WrestleMania to have a throwback, a heavyweight clash, you know, over the past few years all across every sport, be it UFC, boxing, WWE, we see a lot of cruiserweights on top because they're so talented, <coughs> drawing such large numbers, they deserve to be. So this is a bit of a throwback with two heavyweights in the title match. They're not just plodding around, like putting on some, let's use a nicer word than boring. Uh, <laughs> not, <laughs> not entertaining. Not highly not highly, not, not highly physical athletic contest, let's say. Like Lashley McIntyre, it'll be highly physical, it'll be highly athletic. It'll be like a modern day um, heavyweight classic, and I guarantee you that people will be talking about it for a very long time. He will be challenged for the second year in a row. He will be the challenger for the WWE Championship as Drew McIntyre will be challenging the almighty Bobby Lashley night one of WrestleMania 37 on April 10th from Raymond James Stadium out in Tampa, Florida. In the United States, it's it's exclusively on Peacock. And all around elsewhere around the world, you can catch it on the WWE Network. Drew, last year we talked, you captured the gold. We talked again this year in 2021. Hopefully we see the same result this coming Saturday. Yeah, you better be my good luck charm again or I'll be coming for you. you be, I, Drew, I'll tell you where I live. I live in Chicago, so I'm easy to find, my friend. Perfect, perfect. I'm trip to Chicago, actually, so we'll either be celebrating or I'll be hunting you down. All right, we'll, we'll celebrate with O'Doul's, Drew. There we go. There we go. All right, buddy. I appreciate you having me. All right. Let's not make it a year next time. No, Drew, you got a book coming out, so we'll have to talk to promote the book. There we go. There we go. May the 4th. Yeah. That's when it comes out, by the way. Yes, sir, Drew. I'm looking forward to the book, and hopefully we can talk soon. Awesome. Take care, bud. All right, you too, Drew. Bye-bye. Big thank you to the man who will be opening WrestleMania 37 on Saturday night from Raymond James Stadium out in Tampa, Florida, the home of the current Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one and only Drew McIntyre as he faces Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. You have to think Drew is winning. We'll just start there if we're going to be honest and live in the honest tree, I think. Just the way the story's going and the fact that, you know, Drew can now win, could win the belt in front of fans instead of last year winning it at the PC when he beat Brock Lesnar. Lob to unpack there. <laughs> He's a hoarder? Who knew Drew McIntyre was a hoarder? I thought that was quite unique. I thought that was quite interesting. That was a pretty fun story if we're going to be honest with ourselves. But, man, it's hard not to root for a guy like that. Just one of, you don't get many great guys in wrestling, girls in wrestling. He is definitely one of them. And he said a hell of a year. And he, I expect that match to be knock em, sock em robots. I, I think that is, that is a great way to kick off WrestleMania 37. And night one from Raymond James Stadium out in Tampa, Florida. You catch it live in the United States on Peacock. And elsewhere around the world, you can watch it on the WWE Network. Don't forget, 
You can find the Walkway to Fight Club. It's simple. Go to the Facebook page. Just type in Walkway to Fight Club. Go to Twitter at Walkway Fight. And also have an Instagram, Walkway to Fight Club. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It'll mean a lot. It's greatly appreciated from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys so much. You guys are helping out tremendously, so it definitely means a lot. It's not going unnoticed, so thank you so much. This is Steven Mielhausen, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace.